Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. It has been a whirlwind week and today is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. I am so filled with gratitude. Oh my goodness. Okay, so after a week long of nearly no podcasts and lots of thoughts and reflection and just getting up and going and coming home and falling into bed, I am arriving to Thursday filling with incredible gratefulness and joy, but it took me a lifetime to get to this moment. I turned and asked Jeff that earlier this week, after all the conference talks and all of my reflection and all of my podcasts and all of my seeking and mindfulness and scripture and prayer, Heavenly Father, seeking him out, I turned to Jeff and said, why do I still feel hopelessness? Why do I still feel sadness? And so it struck an enormous chord with me two things. One, I can redirect my mind. And I learned that by listening to President Nelson's challenge when it was revealed to him to challenge us to practice gratitude each day. I realized that I can actually redirect my thoughts. I can redirect my mind when I am feeling down in the dumps, which is an understatement, I can redirect my thoughts and my mind. I have control over what I am going to think. Even when hopelessness and sadness encroach about me, I can redirect my focus. I can pull myself out of it. Yes, there is therapy and medication, and yes, this works. This is a part of my life, too. And yet, it just feels like I cannot shake the despair. Despair over my children, over our future and where I am, who I am, all of it. I am so down and out. And honestly, I am sick of it. So I have this realization that I can change the direction of my thoughts and I can heal my mind from the negativity. I cannot study and reflect and feel inspired and create a podcast and then turn and get upset again, moments later even. So what can I do? So as I'm studying this morning in today's Come Follow Me 365 on Instagram is the is the page that I follow that gives me the direction of where I need to start my study for that day. We're reading an ether. Ether, I love you. I cannot get enough out of this book. But ether chapter 13, verse about 15 all the way to the end. The question today was, as Coriantumr focused on the art of war instead of God, What are some things that distract us from drawing closer to God? What are some warnings and counsel given to us by prophets today that we should focus more intently on obeying? So one, focusing on the prophet, President Nelson, his challenge, gratitude. Oh my goodness. He says it can serve as a healing balm as we focus on things that we have been blessed with. 
Someone told me earlier this week that she's grateful for breaks. She nearly hit an elk. And if she'd gone five seconds sooner to that point, she would have hit that elk. And who knows with how big it was, what the outcome would have been. So there is something always to be grateful for. And I am recognizing that I can improve upon this. So Coriantumr focused on all the art of war. And he gave battle to anybody who sought to destroy him. So here I am with my dukes up, ready to give battle to anybody who's going to prove me wrong or cause me to recognize that I needed to improve upon myself in some way. I realize that my pride flares up. And no matter how mindful I can be until I recognize what I am lacking, in 1227 Ether, he will show me. He will show me what I need to change. Yes, I am striving to humble myself. In Ether 13, 20, it says, if he would repent, if he would simply repent as he was encouraged by the prophet at that time, he said, Ether said, if you would repent in all of your household, the Lord will give unto you all of his kingdom and spare your people. And he did not listen. So I will listen to my prophet and I will practice gratitude. It is such a simple remedy. And yet I didn't realize what a simple remedy it is. President Nelson says he realized that counting our blessings is far greater than recounting our problems. No matter our situation, showing gratitude for all that we have is a unique and fast-acting and long-lasting spiritual prescription simply stated, in everything give thanks. So I'm going to practice this. And just in this morning, in this realization, in humbling myself and surrendering, what lack I yet? What do I need to do more of and less of? This is such a realization this morning that I am so excited to share it with you. Coriantumr was exceedingly angry. And sometimes I can just be so angry. And I can become so irritable if things aren't going just, just so, that things are not according to my plan. So as Coriantumr gave battle to all who sought to destroy him, I am recognizing through this story in the Book of Mormon, what are my battles? A fear that my wrongs are righted, that I'm shown to be in error with my spouse, my siblings, my neighbors, with myself. Coriantumr focused so much on war and gave way to his anger. I'm realizing what causes, my, what causes me in my life to go to war and lose sight of God. I can do all kinds of reading of my scriptures and I can try my best to apply them. But unless I truly practice gratitude, 
it does not matter how much I apply, it will not be sustainable because hard things are going to come my way. And so my direction for me is to practice reshaping my thought process, my direction and practice gratitude. Okay, something is hard. I'm feeling unhappy. I'm going to list 10 things that I am so thankful for right now. And my son, when he did this and sent us a list of things that he was grateful for, he said and suggested that we practice it because it actually placed peace about him. And do you know what I've always said to, yeah, yeah, gratitude journal, what can that really do to all my chaos and all my unhappiness? What can that really do? The prophet has said it heals. It is a prescription to bring us joy and happiness. It is unbelievable what simple pride does to destroy. And all things that go with it, selfishness, holding back my best, not giving, not recognizing my Heavenly Father's hand and all that I have, ingratitude and so I give way to anger and thinking that I don't need to change so arrogance the Savior urges us just as he did to the rich man in Mark 10 21 one thing thou lackest go thy way sell up or for me give up whatsoever thou hast take up the cross and follow me follow my prophet can I truly do this completely give up whatsoever I battle about and I'm reading in conference talk Neil A. Maxwell's Consecrate Thy Performance that was a life changing talk for me this morning as I practice consecrating myself and focusing focus on what I have learned apply gratitude I can be more mindful in how I direct my day. I cannot be a disciple if I am divisive, if I'm, if I'm at a division with myself and what needs to really happen. I cannot truly be a disciple. So when the Savior says, take up my cross, I am fully willing to do that. I want to have joy. I want to have happiness. But as I was driving one day, I was like, but how? This feeling of despair is caving in on me. The sadness, the, the, the problems that I have going on in my personal life and in the world is just caving in on me. I think for everyone, can I do this, completely give up whatsoever I battle about? What else can I identify that I war over? A lack of faith? Submissive, submissiveness to spiritual direction, promptings, pleasing other gods, pleasing people before I please my Father in Heaven. Not following these promptings will continue to lead me into further despair because I have been enlightened. I have been illuminated this week by the prophet 
When at first I was like rolling my eyes over more gratitude, just be thankful. I just didn't grasp it. I didn't believe it. And I truly had an aha moment that I can redirect my thoughts of being down and in sadness by counting off the things that I am grateful for and all the things that I've been blessed of instead of counting out all of the problems that I have. Do I have to be right? Do I have to never ever once admit that maybe I am wrong? I realize I have been wrong. And I'm trying to write that. So I can be just so angry enough or so irritated enough or so upset enough that I cannot bend my knees and pray to my Father in Heaven because, well, I'm angry at Him. In D&C 76, 79, it says, These are they who are not valiant in the testimony of Jesus. Wherefore, they obtain not the crown over the kingdom of God. Am I seeking other crowns to say that I have won the battle of life? Things that hath no life? So I ask, can I ever let go of what I wore over? Put down my weapons? Let God and live. Be even as the people that Lehi dreamt about. In, in chapter 8, And they came and caught hold of the end of the iron rod, and they did press their way forward continually, holding fast to the rod of iron until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. So to fall down is not losing the battle, is not losing in meekness. When I am recognizing what I lack yet, it is actually a victory in Christ. Neil A. Maxwell said this exactly. The surrender of the mind is actually a victory because it then introduces us to God's stretching and higher ways. I can be grateful for my battle when in the moment I surrender and realize it has brought me closer to my Heavenly Father, onto my knees, to be like my Savior. In John 12, 27, he says when he's, when he's on the cross, Father, save me from this hour. But then an immediate realization comes to him and says, But for this cause came I unto in this hour. So in our pain, in our turmoil, in our trial and strife, in our personal battles, it is when we come to him, not asking him, Why can't he fix this? Why, if there is a God, is the world like this? It is when we surrender ourselves to him that we come to know him. Realizing of who I am and what I have done, what I need to be, it will eventually come as I lay down my weapons of war to repent, to have a mighty change of heart. I will never be at war as long as I am truly a partaker of the bread of life. I will never again hunger for a battle towards others, towards God, with myself, for I will be satiated in peace. Giving my complete heart, soul, and mind. 
And if I keep true to this, then my performance will truly be fully consecrated for the everlasting welfare of my soul. That's taken from 2 Nephi 32.9. And he asks us that we give all of our soul and with all of our mind to love him. To show gratitude is showing love. Consecrate, and I love looking up meanings. It says to make or declare something. Something Typically, in church, it says sacred, dedicated formally to a religious or divine purpose. And in 2 Nephi 32.9, it says, But behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always and not faint, that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord, save it in first place. Ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. Oh, I have much learning. And growth. But I'm striving step by step, day by day, precept upon precept. Elder Maxwell says that oftentimes we'll recognize what we need to do, but we hold back. We'll give everything that we can, but there's a part of us that still holds back. Like we cannot quite let go of that one little obsession. It's like a prized possession. We may feel like we have done enough and we have given enough. You know, I talked about that in a previous podcast. Which end I am enough am I? I've done enough. I'm good. I don't need to try anymore. Or my Father in Heaven loves me. I am enough to Him. Therefore, I love Him and I want to continue striving and trying and seeking He says, granted, partial surrender is still commendable, but I know within myself that partial surrender was not quite enough to feel happiness, to feel joy and peace. Recognizing my gratitude, as it says in Mosiah 2.21, I say unto you that if ye should serve him, who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another. I say if ye should serve him with all your whole souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants. So there is so much to be grateful for, even that he lends us life from day to day even that he has blessed us to live according to our own will. So what is our greatest gift? To give him, to submit to him. Elder Maxwell says, A stumbling block appears when we serve God generously with time, but withhold inner portions of ourselves, signifying that we are not yet fully his. 
So when I did the eye roll of oh, gratitude, here we go again, I didn't realize in that moment how much it can ch- truly heal and change my thought process. So I am trying to surrender because surrendering is truly a victory. It allows my Father in Heaven to help me stretch and to help me see. As I'm truly a partaker of His bread of life, I will never thirst again for a battle. I am recognizing all that I have to be so grateful for. And as I do that, the problems in my life seem smaller and they diminish. And I'm excited to practice this to a greater degree. As President Nelson says, no matter who you are, you can pray to your Heavenly Father for guidance and direction in your life. If you learn to hear the Lord through His promptings, you will receive divine guidance in matters large and small. So, as small as saying, I am grateful for, or I am thankful for, fill in the blank, as small as that seems, it has a huge return. It has huge rewards. And I'm excited for this. I'm excited to know that I do have a remedy to practice a mighty change of heart, to see a personal transformation. I am grateful for the eyes that I have and the heart that I have and the mind and spirit that I have to see that it was such a simple prescription to practice this. So for example, a wonderful example, this morning I woke up early and the snow was coming down and I began to dread the day because I I really I don't want to say the word hate but I dislike the snow and I worried about Alexandria and driving through this today through the Nephi Canyon I dreaded taking time to clean off my car and shovel walks and bundle up a little bit more in gloves and coats and I just dreaded it. The snow was falling and I stood there and my mom got up super early with me. I was up very early this morning and she wandered over to the window and my mom who is becoming increasingly childlike she went to the window and put her hand on the window And just like a child, she said, Oh, oh, look how pretty. Look how beautiful. Oh, isn't that pretty? And I looked past her and I looked outside and I saw the snow gently falling and I saw it differently. I saw it for just a moment in the eyes of a child seeing the snow almost for the first time saying oh how pretty 
isn't that pretty? I saw it differently. I saw it like my mom saw it. And I thought, I am so grateful for how beautiful our world will look today on this Thanksgiving day. And I'm so grateful for how my world is going to look as I practice that exactly, exactly that gratitude. And I invite you to join me and to continue past the challenge of seven days of posting on social media our gratitude. I challenge all of us to continue practicing it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coach and Chaos. And may we be grateful for all that we have. And if this episode particularly inspires you and will maybe help someone else, please share it with them that we can all grow closer to Christ. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next time.